Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 9, titled Your Pilots on Fire. My name is Taylor Michelle Williams, and I am joined, as always, by one sickening co-host. From the podcast Catching Up with Mike and Joe, please say, I thought you had the stuff to go all the way. <laughs> I just read that to Joe Patanz. <laughs> Hello, Taylor Michelle Williams. Hello. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I'm at that stage now of my illness where uh, I sound worse than I feel. Like, I feel okay, you know? But I sound horrible. And I'm not like 100%, but oh my god, yesterday I was at, I was knocking on death's door. I looked like uh, Nina in this week's challenge. <laughs> I wish I was that thin. Like imagine, if I, imagine if I went out in a skeleton outfit. Would anyone believe that? <laughs> well, but you know how kind of there was the there was like the three ghosts in Casper and there was the big one and the skinny one. <laughs> they yeah. would look like that. The skinny yeah. one, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Taylor's already throwing shade. <laughs> He's the host for an episode because I'm too sick to do it. But you know yes. what? I, actually, I was actually thinking about this today, how mm-hmm. it's probably fortuitous that you are the host on this one because, you know, I like Valentina a lot. So it would be tough for me to be objective. So it's better for me to be the color guy rather than the actual host guy. Well, and I also think that this one, there's going to, I think there's a lot of psychology behind this episode that we yeah. uh, definitely will be talking about. But I also know that you are not feeling great. Um, we had a couple of different variables as far as how we were going to do the show this week, but you are pressing on. And I appreciate that. But I offered to be the, the primary host this week. And so we're switching things up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> All right. We had this interaction yesterday, by the way. Taylor got super mad at me. When? I didn't get mad at you yesterday. Oh, yes, you did. When? When did I get mad at you? Well, it's so funny that, you know, this is the episode theme this week is your pilot's on fire. And everyone stay tuned after the show, after all the credits, after all the credits are done, there's going to be a very special pilot by me and Taylor. (laughs) As you're going to hear, it's going to be a pilot we recorded today. That we record today? Yeah, okay. only three sentences. Oh, okay. That's fine. Hey, we did a gold bar together. Yeah, we did the, um, you know, the full-on meltdown of the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit happened, and uh, Taylor jumped on with me on the gold bar on Monday. He was so nice to do that. And, uh, you know, everyone was like, we need a gold bar for this a brand gate that's going on. What's going on? Brand gate. And how many, four people should, how many people should up? Like five or six. And two of them were already in the room. They thought it was the show that was to be there. Look, Taylor, I know you don't believe me. This regular gold bar that happens on Friday nights, so fun. I was on death's door on Friday night, and I said, you know what? I got this is too important of an episode, you know? And uh, we, I have to go on, even if it's for 10 minutes. It's basically the same thing I used to tell myself when I used to go to the. Like, there would be times when I used. There was a time when I was healthy. Mm-hmm. When I was 37, <laughs> it was a very good year. And, um, and I used to promise myself something. There'd be times, there'd be days when I didn't want to go to the gym. Okay? That was one of those days today for me, but okay. Yeah. And I would tell myself, look, I'll make a deal with you, Joe. 
drive to the gym, get on the treadmill, go at like 2.0. I don't care. Yeah. You know, on the treadmill and do it for 10 minutes at the slowest rate possible. And then if you do that, then you could leave, you know? And I would say, I don't think there was one time where I didn't, I was there and I was like, I'll just fucking do the whole thing. You know, once you got warmed up. You know, but I would make, I would make myself a problem. There'd be times where I make myself a promise, drive there, drive there and walk inside and check in. And if you don't want to do it, you can leave. And I don't think I ever left. And so it's the same thing here with the gold bar where I was like, <coughs> I did that. <laughs> Usually I'd mute that out, but I'm like, I want them to fucking know how sick I am. So, um, I, uh, I showed up and it was supposed to be 10 minutes. It landed up being, I think like 45 to 55 minutes. You said there was a lot of people in there this week, right? A lot of people, like oh, over 20 people were in there this week. That's awesome. I counted it. And I was like, on a Friday night, I think they want to talk about Valentina. But you know what? I'm taking it away from you. You're the host. That's okay. That's okay. I started going to the gym this week. So that you talk about going to the gym. And I know that feeling of there were nights this week where I was like, I really don't want to go after work. But then I remembered gym plus elliptical in the back of the room meets surveying the land of cute guys that are all working out in front of me. And that is a motivator for me. So I decided to go and check out cute boys while listening to the ridiculously large amount of RuPaul music. I actually have on my workout list, my workout playlist. Do you own this music? Yes. Oh, yes. I see. I use Spotify. Yeah. See, I, I don't understand the whole Spotify. Well, not, okay. Let me rephrase that. You know, I understand it. it. I just don't use it. So why not? I don't know. I think because I own so much music already, I feel like, well, why would I then pay to listen to music I already own? And I also am not a huge fan of a lot of like music today. I definitely feel like I don't know who a lot of people are other than the really big name people. So uh-huh. I'm like, why would I pay? I, I just, I have my, I love 80s music. We've talked about that on multiple shows. 80s, yeah. 70s and 80s music. So I tend to stay focused in that area anyway. So why would I then just get a bunch of other music? I don't know. Yeah, why but, not have all the world's music at your fingertip? That seems ridiculous. I know. That's stupid. Stupid of me. So, But that's not – the important part is the cute guys. So, Well, the problem at my gym, the ellipticals are in the front of the gym that have a big window. In front. It's like, oh, look at the tubbies on the ellipticals. <laughs> Is there a Dunkin' like, Donuts you know across the street so you can watch the fatties like really, really work really hard to see if they can move the elliptical to the Dunkin' Donuts? So well, you don't have thing. Dunkin' Donuts I'm, out in California, but they do. They, they do now. They have a few. Oh, so here's the thing: is and by the way, I went to this Dunkin' Donuts when Sweet Michael was visiting me. It was mm-hmm. so whatever. What what's the big deal with this Dunkin' Donuts? I don't. Know. There, it's there's the a coffee supposedly them. really. The coffee is the coffee is definitely people there there's there's definitely a Starbucks versus Dunkin Donuts. There there it's almost like a Coke versus Pepsi type rivalry okay. and I like both for various reasons. The Dunkin Donuts is very convenient to get for me when I go to work. So I think that's the reason I like it the most. But uh where do you fall on this Coke v Pepsi? We were a Coke family growing up. We very rarely got Pepsi. Pepsi to me is too sweet. It's too syrupy. I'm going to tell you something. I went to a restaurant the other day, and I go, I'll take a Diet Coke. And she said, Diet Pepsi okay? And I said, no. I will not do... I'm not even a big Coke fan. I like Cherry Coke, though. What? Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke is No, my- I, I heard what you said. That was more being incredulous. Like, 
I do like you know that they have those machines where it's like a million flavors or something. The freestyle. And I'll get Coke freestyle. Yeah, I'll get the cherry vanilla Coke Zero. Oh, see, I like cherry vanilla Dr Pepper. Zero. Yeah. No. I I want. Oh, I want you do. Full, I want full on diabetes. No, I haven't had oh. soda since last April, April two thousand sixteen. I haven't drank any soda since. You don't it, like this it, Coke Zero. No, I, I have never been a big fan of Diet Coke because I always feel like there's the weird aftertaste afterwards. Uh-huh. You know, as compared to drinking regular soda and feeling the aftertaste of my toes slowly disappearing off of me. Um, but Did you try the Coke Zero? I've had Coke Zero, and I've had Cherry Coke Zero before. I just don't like it. I'd rather have the full, full thing. And because I don't want to run the risk of getting used to the Coke Zero and then eventually slipping back into Coke, I've decided to just not drink any of it. Oh, I so you see Coke Zero as a gateway drug? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. Are you going to bring on Larry now? <laughs> Anyone who's into the gold bar, you know that I promised Larry Flick, but uh, he, he texted me this morning very kindly that he, he could his he had, was on a trip this weekend and we knew that and uh, he wasn't going to be able to make it back in time. Yeah, so we will have to have him on another week. So I'm sure he's regretting just because this was a pretty big week. Because uh, this week, the girls produced and starred in their own television pilots. Shea Coulee has nothing to say to Nina today, and Alexis Michelle is determined to get back in the game. On the runway, the girls strut their best club kid couture. Shay and Sasha are named the winners of the challenge, while the rest of the girls are up for elimination. Alexis Michelle throws her teammates under the bus, but not before Peppermint and Trinity put up a fight. In the end, it was all for naught, as Nina and Valentina were in the bottom two and forced to lip sync for their lives. It was a totally normal lip sync with nothing exciting to report, and Valentina was told to sashay away. Joe, name two things you like about this episode and one thing you didn't. You know, I think it was a very good episode, but it it follows my theory in that there is a... An indirect um, variation with Untucked and Drag Race. So as Drag Race gets closer to the finish, it gets better. As Untucked gets closer to the finish, it gets worse. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. And as the stakes are raised, like I said, after Snatch Game, the episodes get better because the stakes become higher. And now, you know, the end is in sight. So emotions are heightened. Everything is heightened. And people can no longer hide their true selves, Alexis Michelle. So two things I liked. <laughs> um, I really loved Peppermint's outfit. In fact, there's so much happened in this episode. I think it gets overlooked that Peppermint's outfit might, Peppermint's outfit might be one of the most fierce outfits to ever be on the show. Okay. It was an incredible look. And then also, um, two things I liked. I also... God. It's so funny because I, if you ask me about the episode of the whole, I liked it, but I couldn't tell you. I, I like the drama on the main stage between Alexis and Trinity and Peppermint. Mm-hmm. And one thing I didn't like, I didn't like any of those pilots. None of them was was funny to me. Okay, what about you, Taylor? Um, I liked uh, Shay and Sasha's pilot of the three. That was really the only one that I thought was funny and there was a couple of there was a couple of smarter jokes in there than i think some of the other than the other two were uh i would definitely say that peppermint's look was probably one of my all-time favorites 
something that I didn't like is I I really liked Alexis Michelle in the beginning, and I'm really getting to where I really don't like her. They're definitely painting. I feel like she is sort of this season's Ginger Minge. Well, Ginger Minge was very popular. Well, we didn't like her on the show, but she was actually very popular. Okay, it wasn't that we didn't like her. I think certain people didn't like her. Oh, I yeah, didn't, who? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody that used to be on the show with us, but I, I feel like she's somebody that we're, we're starting to see. We're starting to see cracks, and rather than focus inward, she seems to be focusing outward. And I don't. I'm not. Well, I'm not why a fan. can't they control that? That's what I. That's what I'm curious about. Like. I feel eventually Ginger Minj, I think even she herself would consider herself a theater queen. The theater queens can keep it together for a little while, and then it just comes out. Yeah. They cannot stop with the theater queenness. I also don't think that Alexis liked Valentina very much. Why do you say that? Uh, You know, I think I read something that sort of... I think she's talked I I don't quote me but I think since the episode's come out she's said negative things about Valentina uh on Twitter or something and um I don't know I just feel she's she just rubs me the wrong way I just don't like her as a person and you're right at first I didn't at first I wouldn't say I liked her but I was indifferent towards her and thought she was kind of strong and now I actually actively do not like her her character at least her persona cuz she's really kind of the only villain for lack of and i would and i would say villain with lowercase v she's not going out to well i guess naturally i say that out loud she is kind of going out of her way to throw people under the bus but i you know she's not somebody usually the villains kind of make themselves abundantly clear early on and we just she's just kind of i don't know this weird like bubbling that's going on with her i don't i don't like it well, I don't think look, I don't think she's trying to sabotage any anyone, but I will say she's not too different from Nina. It's just her self-doubt and self-hatred just manifests itself in a different way. And she's not necessarily paranoid. Well, I think Nina, and we'll get into Nina, I'm sure. We're going to get into, like, you know what? We're going to get into Alexis. So I was going to say, this, so this is definitely, there's really three storylines going on this this episode. You've got Valentina, Nina, and Alexis. So let's get started with, after Farrah's elimination, the girls walk into the workroom and read the lipstick message. Alexis is freaked out about her recent placement, while Peppermint decides to check in on an isolated Nina Bonina Brown. She's been quiet. Honestly, I, I did feel like... Some people were coming for me, yeah. Did someone say that to you, or is this stuff that... No, I, I can hear stuff. I could swore I've, I've heard certain girls kind of talking, not saying my name, per se, but I feel like they were kind of talking about me. So you're saying you know that people up. are talking about you a little bit, to yeah. each other? Yeah. I'm just taking, taking things in. It seems like you're starting to withdraw. I don't want you to go back to that. Okay, Joe, what are your thoughts on – sorry, I'm used to you saying it, so that's why I got quiet. What are your thoughts about um, about Nina Bonina? And by the way, I would like to to say that we have breaking news yeah. that while we've been – while we are recording, while we are listening to that, we just received – I just received a text message from friend of the show, Brian Gregory, formerly of the Game Night Guys, who just wrote me a text message that says, Nina Bonina just made her Instagram private. She is crazy. 
Well, she probably made it private because she's been saying a bunch of crazy ass shit on Instagram and World of Wonder. Like, she hasn't uh, officially ever really spoiled anything, but she comes really fucking close. A, I wouldn't be surprised that's a part of it. B, and we'll get to this in the Valentina part, but we can talk about it now, is I love Valentina, okay? Mm -hmm. I love Valentina. This is one of the things I've struggled with. And I think, look, I don't think she's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but I, she's my favorite on the show, okay? Okay. Um, but her fans are out of control. They're at Katya and Trixie level out of control. And they tend to be younger, and the younger fans have a tendency to go crazy on Twitter. Now, actually, this is, this is, this is a, Val- a Valentina conversation, but essentially what I'm trying to get in this, because I want to address these, this breaking story, is they've, people, Valentina's fans, I'm not going to say age or anything, Valentina's fans have been attacking Alexis, Nina, even the kid from The Real O'Neills, but also um, Shay, Sasha, and, this is the first, RuPaul herself. Really? Yes. They've been going after RuPaul. I mean, her her Twitter feed is full of snake emojis. They are really upset. And so, uh, Nina posted something the other day, um, recently, where she wrote, like, it was kind of being sarcastic, but, like, um... You know, Nina and I are, Valentina and I are cool, so you don't have to call me the N-word or something like that. And actually, on one of her, um, either Instagram Live or one of her posts, she showed a screenshot of a text message conversation between her and Valentina Mm -hmm. on Friday in the afternoon, where Valentina said, hey, um, Nina, I love you, and you're my sister, and I just want to say that because if I know my fan, Valentina actually says my fans are crazy, and they're going to come after you. And I just want to say I'm sorry. That's on Friday, and so um, Nina knows that it's the fans. She knows it's not Valentina, but I, I'm sure. I'm sure if RuPaul's getting it hard, Nina's getting it ten times as hard. But she's getting it hard because she won the competition. Okay, I've never understood that they've the these. Weird fans also attack, you know, the Aja, all the young queens. So I shouldn't mm-hmm. say the fans are young. RuPaul thinks the fans are young, but I've seen an argument that, that says the fans are not young. Um, RuPaul attacks the queens because they're being millennials. She's actually done things on her Twitter to, to uh, insinuate that. And actually, World of Wonder made uh, like a weird official statement, too, about it. But um, what was your question again? I'm sorry. I'm sick. <laughs> What are your thoughts on Nina? No, 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 no. You just asked me a question right now about Nina. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so the Aja fans went after Nina. Mm -hmm. Farrah's fans went after um, Alexis. Like, the young fans, the young queens have fans who just attack the other girl lip-syncing, which makes no sense, because the other person's just lip-syncing for his her life, and right. RuPaul's the one that makes the decision. So in a weird kind of way, like, yes, the fact that they're attacking RuPaul makes logical sense, you know? 
but logical isn't rabbit ears there but yeah 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 no one should be attacking anyone it's a fucking tv show and especially valentina valentina is just crushing it outside of the show this does not mean no success for her she is doing very 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 well there's no need to worry about uh valentina um so okay so but in terms of this clip with nina bonina brown let's get back to her and her mental state um like i said look she is a very fragile person that they put on this reality show, and I don't think they understood how much this show would affect her. I'm one of these people who, I wouldn't say I'm defending her, but, and I do think Nina's crazy. Don't get me wrong. And I know you can't officially use that term, but. Oh, no, I can use that term. I can use that. Not not like, I'm not on somebody's biopsychosocial assessment. I can't write bitch cray. I, you know, but in talking, we can talk about the fact the craziness of Nina Bonita Brown. She's she ha- okay. Then I'll say this: she has mental problems. Okay, she needs serious therapy. She needs hours and hours with you, Taylor. Would you take her as a client? I think I have her as a client. <laughs> Maybe oh. not the actual Nina Bonita Brown, but I have other I have other people like this. But we'll we'll get into yeah. That. And so um, it, when you put someone in this situation, like again, it's spaced out over three months for us but it happens in a span of two to three weeks for these girls and so things are happening very 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 quickly and the producers as we've stated before are intentionally poking at them to make shit happen on this television show and so obviously they see nina and they zero in and here is a person we could poke and we're going to get some good ass fucking television and they think they poke her i really do but okay so but are they poking her behind the scenes I mean, th- that's the thing is we're not seeing anything. Yeah, I think they poke her in the confessionals. I guess, but she, I guess, I don't know. But I, I, I get the impression, I don't have this for sure. I get the impression that the, that the producers interact with them on some level in the workroom as well. So uh, I've read interviews with the Queens where they say like they've had a casual conversation where just out of nowhere they reveal something about themselves and a producer will say can you hold that conversation and wait till we can film it all over again and then restart that conversation and and so they somehow interact with them in the workroom i don't know to what extent but they interact with them in the workroom and i think it's the show's heavily produced to make these storylines happen and i think i think it happens in the confessionals so i think what happens is the producers are talking to nina and they say you know nina shay or some of the girls have said this and this and this and this. What do you say about that? So they can get a reaction from her. But then she's, and I think she takes it five steps ahead and she says, well, who is saying this? Who, why would anyone say this? This is something I told Shay in private or da, 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 da. And then she just tells herself a story. There's someone in my life. Maybe I'm projecting a little bit. There's someone in my life who really often when there's drama with Nina Bonina Brown, I see myself as the other person dealing with. Nina, and mm-hmm. so th- it reminds me a lot of Nina. Maybe the neuroses isn't to the extent of Nina, but the storytelling part of it, yeah. where they take a little thing and they make up an entire story around it, reminds me of... Um, but he doesn't do what some would call lies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about my co-host, Mike Lawson. I love that uh, you're hosting, so I don't have to do most of the talking. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you're the one doing a lot of the talking here, but that's okay. Um, this seems to be, if this is playing out where nothing is being said, if nothing is being manipulated. And I agree that there's probably some sort of manipulation going, but she strikes me as somebody who there's people who go through things in life where you can talk to them and convince them to see things from a different angle. 
And then there are people who, where it goes to a place of where there is almost a personality disorder going on, or there's something like that. Like, no matter what you can say, you can show them all of the evidence that what they are saying is incorrect, and they still won't believe you. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's where we are with Nina, where it almost seems like there is a paranoid disorder going on. I mean, the word paranoid, paranoia has been used a lot with her, but... The fact that, you know, people are going up to her and saying to her, like, nobody is saying anything. And she's just she she doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody that is going to betray her narrative, betray her inner story of where she thinks she is, even to the point of where she can't handle rejection. She can't handle anything like that, where you've talked about the fact that she turns her back when people are being, you know, when people are being eliminated from the show, she made a reference on this week's episode that she wouldn't look at RuPaul because she knew that it wasn't a good pilot. So she said, I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep staring at the television and not even look forward. That that just tells me that you've got somebody who is so willing to avoid the truth, even to the point of where she completely changes her face every week. I mean, it's there's been nothing. Oh. You, there's been nothing similar about the way she there. There's no authentic person there it's like she completely covers her face and i understand that they all they all beat their face with you know concealer and all that kind of stuff but where she is like putting up a mask versus doing her face with the illusion of of trying to do something that's That's very interesting insight there um taylor michelle williams you're right she rarely unless the challenge required i don't i think it happened maybe a couple of times but you rarely see her actual face on the runway she yeah. hides it in some way. Interesting. It reminds me, and I don't know if you do this as a fat person, but let's say I'm on. This happens a lot in um, when I'm in like summertime outdoor furniture. Mm-hmm. But often, summertime outdoor furniture has big fluffy pillows. Okay. Yeah. And I will often when I'm in, in summertime or whatnot, or if I'm a, if I'm on a couch that has big fluffy pillows. When I sit there, I will, and it's subconscious most of the time that I catch myself later. I'll take a big fluffy pillow and put it in front of myself. I do and that I, in tre- in sessions with clients every day. I sit and I hug a pillow while they're talking to me. Yes, and I did that when I was in therapy too. My therapist commented on that that in group therapy or in in our private sessions that I that I was always hiding behind a pillow. That I was I was always hiding behind something. Yeah, but I'm the therapist. Uh, I shouldn't be doing that. Well, but then, but you're, it's okay for you to hide during the yeah. therapy session, right? Um, so, and I think I, I think it's akin to that. It's like, don't look at me. I'm hiding this from you. Yeah, and I think that's exactly that's a very good insight there. That this is why people like our show, Taylor and uh, Michelle Williams. They like it because of insight that you give like this. Thank you. Thank you. I love that even though I'm not hosting, I still finish my sentences as if I'm going to a transition. Like because <laughs> I, of insight, I, as you said it, I was getting ready to transition for you. So like this. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Ladies, by inviting you to Drag Race, I've provided you with a platform that reaches millions of fans around the world. And now it's your turn to take your careers to the next level. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, you will create, write, and star in your own TV pilot. (laughs) The girls break up into teams. Shay and Sasha form one team. 
Peppermint, Trinity, and Alexis form another team, leaving Nina and Valentina forced to pair up with each other. What are your thoughts on this week's Maxi Challenge? Well, I also put this here so we could talk about the challenge and the pilots right here, because it's okay. probably the only chance we're going to talk about it. Um, okay, first of all, making a trailer for a TV show is not making a pilot. A. B. Um, they were all horrible. Every single one of them was so bad. Okay. And, uh, there wasn't maybe, I mean, maybe some of them had funny moments to it, but I could almost kind of see, I think either Carson or Michelle said, even though Valentina and Nina t- totally failed the challenge, they, they deserved to be in the bottom two. Right. It was the most watchable to me because it was such a train wreck. Does that make sense? It was so bad. It was good. But to okay. me, Sasha and Shay's was just bad, as was uh, the pilot from Trinity Peppermint. And um, like, I didn't even get what the shows were about. I couldn't even tell you what any of the shows were about. Couldn't you? Uh, uh, well, the one that the, the Shay and Sasha did definitely had the feeling of an 80s cop. You know, one of those like Cagney and Lacey or heart to heart, one of those type procedurals. But it was it was detectives that that one felt the most like a TV show. The other ones b- both felt like movies. But as you know, I think it was you said Carson said that or somebody said that, that there 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 was a definitive end point for both of them. You know, where they even pretty much showed the ending of where they were, you know, whatever. I don't even want to get into the details, but mm-hmm. I thought that the, the the idea and the concept of Shay and Sasha's fit both of them. It wasn't where they were playing characters that weren't themselves, you know, other than you have, you know, with the big black afro and you've got the Russian, that kind of thing that felt very much close to their brand. Whereas the other ones just seemed odd. They just seemed sort of off. And that didn't help. And it also didn't help that, you know, Valentina and Nina didn't actually write a script, which how do you I mean, how do you go into that just saying, oh, we'll just improv the whole thing? I'm going to go into dangerous territory here. Okay. I can't speak for the African Americans. Oh God. I can only speak for the Mexicans. And I'm Mexican. And Valentina's Mexican. What's the right phrase here? They're not good at school. <laughs> you know? And like the the like in other words, when you go to school, you learn things like Well, no, that's not true though, because that that's actually you know, when I watched the episode again, it was something that really puzzled me. Because I actually think, you know, in fact, I know this detox made a big statement about Valentina because a lot of people came after her, too. Is They came after detox? Yeah, she said really cunty shit about Valentina the whole season. Oh, okay. So detox, is, the thing is that she, Valentina seemed overprepared. Does that make sense? So I shouldn't say they're not good at preparing. I don't know why this episode, that all fell apart, where she wasn't prepared for this challenge. And she wasn't prepared for the lip sync, obviously. I don't know. I don't know why Valentina thought she could wing it. I don't know. We don't, we didn't see the, we didn't, of all the scenes, we only really saw the big prep for, uh, the one about the nun with yeah. Trinity and Peppermint. And well, it's because that was the only one that had a fight, it sounds like. It's that had an argument. Yeah. So I don't know what went into it with Nina and Valentina. Um, who knows? But 
I that that because I find I find it hard to be- believe that Valentina, who so used to be prepared, why is it this episode all of a sudden? It kind of reminds me. I used to, I can I'm sure there's a million other sitcom examples, but the only one that used to really bug me about this was Will and Grace. You ever heard of the show called Will and Grace Taylor? I'm familiar. And they and towards the end of the series run, they had a lot of stunt casting where they have celebrities come in for episode arcs, like four episode arcs, yeah. right? And so it might be like Woody Harrelson was playing Grace's boyfriend, okay? Right. And he would come in on episode one, and he'd be the greatest person ever. And for three of the four episodes, he is the greatest boyfriend to ever exist. And then all of a sudden, episode four, he's a total asshole. Right. Right? Same thing with Patrick Dempsey when he played Will's boyfriend. Right? Mm-hmm. He comes in, and for three of the four episodes, he's the most amazing boyfriend. He and Will should get married. And then all of a sudden, episode four, he's an asshole. Right? Okay. And yeah. that's what this sort of feels like, is you're telling me that there's a show where the first eight episodes, you have this queen where the big complaint about her was that she was lying because she's too good and too prepared to have only been doing drag for 10 months. And it seems like every challenge, she just is on it. And then all of a sudden on this episode, she doesn't know how to fucking do this challenge. And also she doesn't learn those words to the song, which we'll get into the Valentina. So... I don't know why they decided to ad lib it. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. We'll we'll get into Valentina more specifically. I think I think that's going to be a that's going to be a whole that could be a whole other episode probably by the time we get done dissecting that. What are your I, thoughts? I, I on which part? I don't even know which part we're talking about. What what, what were your thoughts? Could we went on a tangent? What were your thoughts on the challenge? Well, you, you gave me your thoughts on the challenges, but did you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on what I just said right now? Like, why weren't Nina and Valentina prepared? It's an odd. Yes, it is odd. I mean, the the preparation. The only thing I could think of would be maybe on Valentina's part, confidence, overly confident, because the way she was talking about it, as far as the you know, we had a good time, and I'm proud of what I did, and I you know, where she maybe thought that that plus the good, um, the what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck the, the, the goodwill that she's had throughout the season would carry her past to where it would be Nina and Alexis. Because if you watch Untucked when they're talking about it, she, when they're talking about you two are going to be in the bottom two, like everybody is pretty much saying that. And she's saying, I think it's going to be Nina and Alexis. Like there just didn't seem to, there was a disconnect there that I, I don't know. I, it, it's an odd, it was a very odd, decision on her part to kind of wing it on something like this yeah it was really crazy alexis michelle was particularly extra this episode it all started during the rehearsal process when peppermint wanted to perform a particular role in the pilot i really would like to do the voiceovers okay um i know that normally there's only one voiceover voice i would love if there was a way to split it up just because i feel like i have a lot to prove after last week i think it It needs to be clear who's speaking it would be confusing to them I would rather one of you two just do it. So flip a coin or one of y'all just, you know, step back and let the other one do it. Can we just read through it a couple times? Yeah, we need to read through. Next, during rehearsals, Alexis wanted to make sure the judges were able to catch her team's fantastic jokes. All right. Did y'all get the tea on Koont? We did the time before. Okay, Yeah. During the judges' critiques, Alexis wanted the judges to know why she failed to stand out. 
Um, I want to say something, and I don't intend by any means to throw my beautiful teammates under for this, but I do think that a lot of the organization and frankly the clever wordplay and the writing I do think came from me in trying to keep things running and organized I may have taken a back seat in the size of my performance I have to speak up right now the way that this discussion is going down it sounds like Alexis was the producer of our pilot that is not the case you were not the only person I didn't mean to say that writing things down three of us did put in a balanced amount of work. I also felt that there was a little bit of me, me, me. Peppermint felt very strongly about doing the voiceover. Okay. I did say that I want to do the voiceover, but you could have said, before we go to shoot, let's talk about this again. It wasn't much of a discussion. It felt like it was claimed. I, I want to say one, one thing as well. As a team, all three of us put in the same amount of work. It was all of our ideas. And please let me repeat, I was not trying to throw you under, either of you. Um, but in focusing on administration, my performance was not the same size as uh, my co-stars. Joe, what are your thoughts on Alexis being extra? <sighs> like this whole episode, like, what the fuck is wrong with her? In fact... Again, a lot of everything that we have to say, or at least I have to say, goes back to the Valentina lip sync. But honestly, I think, and I think this is why RuPaul was so angry, is I think they thought Valentina was going to, like, they were like, this is the nail in the coffin for Nina Bonina Brown. Like, we're not going to even put Alexis Michelle up against Nina because there's a one, uh, we like Alexis. Okay, mm-hmm. and they like because I think Alexis is bringing much needed drama to the show. But so is making Nina. It int- yeah, but I think at this point the storyline's done, okay. right? And then not only that, they were like, "Let's just finish the fucking job and have her finish her off in the lip sync, right?" And then we'll get rid of Nina, and then next week we can get rid of Alexis, you know, and boom, 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 you know. Yeah, and then that happened, and they just fucked everything up. And I think that's one of the reasons why RuPaul was... I mean, there was no way... I mean, there's no way RuPaul could have kept Valentina. Oh, God. That would have... That would have... Yeah, that that would have been bad. So, I think if they would have known that Valentina was going to fuck up so much, they, I think they would have put Alexis up against Nina. I don't know. She was awful. She was awful. Like, she was not good in that episode, which wasn't very good because it wasn't that funny. She did that weird-ass shit on the... Um, but you know what's so funny when I was putting this together? What? Alexis was kind of right. Alexis was worried that she wouldn't stand out. So she wanted to do the voiceover. And they were like, no. And then the complaint that they got was Alexis didn't stand out. No, that's true. That is true. So in a weird kind of way, Alexis was right that she needed that voiceover. But was it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Well, I think for Alexis it was because... Uh, that's the way, you know, I'm not using your, your term correctly. Uh, no, the answer, the the real answer to your question is no, it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think Alexis doesn't see that there's other, like her outfit was horrible. Like Michelle for once was very right. Like the neck up was actually really good. It was cool. It was really cool looking. Yeah. And she's right. It didn't go with that weird outfit she had on. Yeah. 
You know? So, like, the look was terrible. She didn't stand out. She should have been in the bottom two. But, um, I, I and she's awful. Off, oh, she's just a terrible person. I don't like her. I don't like her. What did you think? Did you, do you, would no. you still have sex with Alexis Michelle? I'd still probably have sex with Alexis Michelle. Um, oh my God. She can't, yeah, but I, I, there, there'd be, it'd be hate fucking. If that makes it any better. <laughs> Excuse me, I want everyone to know I didn't want to be the top. I wanted to be the bottom. <laughs> Taylor forced himself to be the top, and I just want everyone to know that I'm really actually a bottom. Thank you. My name is Taylor Michelle Williams, and I have something to say. <laughs> yeah. So um I, it came off it read as very desperate. It read as what I'm going to what she said in the beginning where she said I really feel like I have to prove myself I really feel like I have to step up my game and rather than do it in other ways such as the whole weird Julia Sugarbaker comment yes. that was earlier she that could have weird really too. kind of gone there are ways to have brought that back down a little bit from the crazy southern bike kikes that could have made it where she was still funny We've shown that she can do humor between Liza Minnelli, Chris Jenner, all that kind of stuff. Ugh. There are ways that she could have done that that would have been made her so that she didn't fall to the background. But she was so focused on the fact that she wasn't getting her way and that, you know, she she wanted she, – she did throw particularly Peppermint under the bus. Trinity, she didn't seem to as much. Trinity was very good of the, y'all figure it out. I'm fine with whatever. Just you guys have to figure this out. I, I I guess it just came off as so like I have to stay in. I'm clawing my I'm clawing my way back up to the top. But you but you lose you lose the love of the audience by doing things like that. Or some of the audience. People that have really kind of been rooting for you this whole time, or at least enjoyed watching you, then it turns into this just sort of like, oh, that's sort of sad that you feel like that's the only thing that you have to do. It's kind of the similar thing to whenever you've seen queens when they lip sync for their life, when a queen walks in front of another queen, that's the one that's going home because it reads as desperate and it reads as, oh, my God, look at me. And that's what Alexis was doing in this episode. Alexis said that she wrote all the jokes. I mean, that's I think that's what Peppermint really got upset about was that. Was that she said, oh, uh, I took a back seat because I was responsible for all the jokes and everything you see in this sketch. And they were like, what? Yeah. So, because they were all equal participants in this sketch. And so, I think they were very like, mm. Though, honestly, if that's the case, then she should have gone over that because it wasn't a funny skit. Well, I think she saw it as like, it's funnier than what Nina, what Nina and Valentina put up there. Well, I think they, they thought it was funny. As I've stated before, I'm not a big fan of for someone who does a show about drag race or drag queens. I'm not a big fan of like super obvious drag queen double entendre humor. Right. I think it's super cheap and super easy, and they do it a lot in the show. It rarely makes me laugh, if ever. Like, like put it in the rectory. Like Carson made that joke, and I was just like, okay, all right. Yeah. Like it's very grown worthy humor to me. Hammy. So, it's very hammy. Yes. And it's just super obvious. And so, like, I don't know. It's like low-hanging fruit to me. Where I was going with this is, so, making sure... Well, I, I, there, I was actually thinking about this. Alexis may have been concerned about the tea, because if you don't have the tea, it sounds like her name's Sister Mary Coon, 
which would be a very offensive term for a black person, obviously. I don't think that was the, I don't think that's why she said that. I think that everybody knew. And I think that the situation where they thought she said Sister Mary Coon, Michelle or Carson would have said, I'm sorry, what? Like that, that I think that, I, I think she was just trying to. Oh, do you think she was trying to make it seem like I'm the director here and, and I want you to see this? Oh, I think she was just making it sound like, you know, well, Peppermint's really not doing the job. Do you all mind if I take a chance and do that? I think that's where she was headed with that. I think, but I think Michelle shut that down as far as the, no, we got it on the first take. We'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Alexis. I'm ready for her to go home. Uh, I don't think you have to wait very long for that. I know so, exactly how long I have to wait. You Okay, well, I don't want to know. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So let's get, let's get to the big piece, the, 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 big, the big news from this week's episode. After a weak performance in the pilot and a runway look that, while beautiful, didn't quite meet the challenge criteria, Valentina was placed in the bottom two. Valentina was wearing a mask and continued to wear a mask during her lip sync. This act alone led to one of the most dramatic moments in the show's history and ultimately Valentina's dismissal from the show. Stop. Hold up. Hold up. All right. Enough. Valentina, this is a lip sync for your life. We need to see your lips. Take that thing off of your mouth. I'd like to keep it on, please. It's a lip sync. What part of that do you not understand? Okay. So we're going to reset. Okay. Lip sync for your life. Take two. Valentina, I thought you had the stuff to go all the way. Now... Sashay away. Thank you. I'm so humiliated tonight. I want to be here so bad. I don't want to go. Los quiero mucho. I never imagined this is the way that it was going to end. I wanted to leave putting up a good fight. And that's something I wasn't able to do today. But I don't want to leave feeling disappointed. I want to leave here feeling grateful. Actually, I'm going to take over here for just half a second because we all know how I feel. Taylor, mm-hmm. how did you feel about this? This is the one I'm curious about. I was disappointed in as kind of what we talked about as far as the lack of preparation on Valentina's part. I think the one thing that really stood out for me, and unfortunately, and we're going to have an email that addresses this later, I kind of knew what was happening when she came, when, when they were doing the runway looks. I immediately knew, oh, shit. And knewing how well the, the, the pilot was, whereas Babalu didn't. So, and at one point, Babalu... Wait, let me ask you a question. I really okay. don't know the answer to this. Did we ever talk about the spoiler on the actual show? I... I'm not sure if we did or not, but I think that okay. we we had dropped enough breadcrumbs to that we knew that this was coming up. Oh, so how did Babalu not know since he's a passionate listener to our show? <laughs> anyway, um, 
I, I the one thing that really surprised me was the zero to sixty that RuPaul seemed to go to as far as the take the mask off. In that it feels like that was edited down, where she where she said, "What part of this do you not understand?" That seemed very aggressive for somebody that has been apparently rooting for her this all this time, whether unofficially or not. Um, and the comment at the end is that we thought you were going to go all the way. There was no, you know, you're a winner, baby, or you'll always be a star. It was just a pretty much, you know, get your ass off the stage kind of thing. Um, I, I guess it goes back to that preparedness in untucked. They have where Nina and Valentina were sharing a headset versus having their own. So does that mean that Valentina didn't have a headset? She didn't feel as though she was going to need one. And during that scene where they show that in Untucked, Nina is clearly where she's lip syncing. She's moving her hand. She's like, you know, you can see her working through. How am I going to perform this? And Valentina is just kind of sitting there listening to the music. I I guess it's just very di- for somebody that apparently had a had a plan, had a strategy. The first time that the strategy doesn't work to her benefit, she crumbled. And that that concerns me as far as the you know her ability to stay on. Okay, how do I say this? That 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 it just it just was very disappointing to watch. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was happening, and it was hard to watch. Um, have you seen a lot of the videos going around of different different people, especially those who knew, filming um, the audience reaction at different? Um, no, like, I haven't uh, seen any of that. It it reminds me. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. It reminds me very much a lot of the videos that were going around with the red wedding, right? When people would film the red wedding or the purple wedding, but particularly the red wedding, and film those people's reactions to the red wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like that. It's it and it's always the same. It's always the same one. It's always the same series of reactions where people because. You know, as I stated before, not most people listen to podcasts, go on Reddit. So the vast majority, the vast by far, you know, 90% of the audience went went into this un- not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Just thinking it was another episode. Loving Valentina. And so you see all these queens at these gay bars just <laughs> rioting. <laughs> well, it's like it's like different levels. So it's like there's like despair because she's in the bottom two. But you know what? She'll uh, Valentina will pull it out, and then they see her lip sync with the mask, and then they're like, "What?" And then the Ruth stops it, and they're like, "Oh," you know. And then mm-hmm. they're like, "Um, no, no." And then the lip sync happens, and then Ruth stops it, and they're like, "No," you know. And um, then and then as soon as they start it again, and you see that Valentina doesn't know the words. This boisterous crowd. This is this is this is across several viewing parties that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Silence. Just utter silence. You're gonna have to send me links to some of these videos. Or you'll have to post them on our page. Yeah, I would, I would be utter, curious to utter to watch utter them. utter silence. And they, you could hear a pin drop. Uh, there's actually one from the you know that I, if I wasn't sick, I would have gone. But at at uh, Mickey's in West Hollywood, Valentina hosted a viewing party and a birthday party. Oh. It was her birthday party and she oh, had a God. party. <laughs> that makes it even worse. It was her birthday party? Yeah. So they, they filmed – someone filmed her watching it. You know? She's very stoic. Yeah, you can hear a pin drop. You can hear – Well, go ahead. When she, when she got to the point of where it was clear she didn't know the words 
And she did the thing of where she kind of like hid her face and everything. There was a part of me that was angry for a moment because of the lack of preparation where I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, you have this opportunity and you don't do everything you need to, to, to go all the way, you know? I, I, I know that she's made references that her mind went blank and all that kind of stuff. And the only point of reference that I could think to was the one episode of, I think it was, it might've been all stars. The first season of all stars where one of the Queens pretty much has a complete nervous breakdown on during the, cause she's going up against, I guess it's Alexis Mateo, mm-hmm. whoever her teammate was. And she just, where she kind of like, I don't know if it's Yara Sophia or who it is, where she pretty much drops to the ground and just starts crying. Mm-hmm. and just can't do it like that would have been i guess it would have been more understandable but she kind of did that weird charlie hides i'm just gonna stand in one place and I, it, the whole thing was just it was just a weird sad scary moment but it, it just it just was but it's something that we will remember for as long as the show's on yeah that's the thing is you'll always remember valentina's exit much like in fact i wouldn't be surprised if they're in the same place much like willem's exit yeah everyone remembers willem's exit now I thought of I thought of a question for you earlier today thinking about this episode. Yeah. Will this prevent her from being on a future season of All Stars if they do an All Stars no, three? No, no. They they would be insane to not bring her back. I mean, she is so incredibly popular. She's so insanely popular. But is that one of those now where cause okay, is that one of those where that prevents her? Cause it cause it's definitely sort of felt like the first season with Chad Michaels and the second season with Alaska, you kind of knew who was going to win going all the way up. Uh-huh. Is this something where it would be Valentina? Had this not happened and she'd been eliminated, would this have been Valentina? If they do an All Stars three, where you could go with Valentina was picking, you go, oh well, Valentina's going to win it because she did. She missed out on the opportunity to win her season. Will this allow her the chance to be redeemed, or is this something where we're doing this to? placate the fans but we're not going to let her win the whole thing so there are rumors that they're filming all-star three this summer um there are rumors that they're filming all-stars three this summer so that means that there are and that and that if they do that they're going to bring back other queens from the previous so all all queens from all seasons are uh, right even queens from all-stars previous all-stars that said who can we name if we have everyone who deserves to be there and has a shot at winning and almost feels like they're owed that crown? The only other person I could think of would be Katya. Katya? You're probably going to see a Trixie Mattel. You might make a case at a Latrice Royale. Okay, yes. Deserves a crown. Um, Kelly Mantle. Kelly Mantle. Uh, you have her. Also, you have Magnolia Crawford. The princess. The princess. Um, Akasha from the first season. Akasha. And you also have uh, Madame Laqueer. She deserves to come back. Uh, yeah. So I think there are a few, you know, people. Some people say Raven. Ah, uh, Raven. Yeah. You know. She's been, she's, been number, she's been second runner. She's been first runner up twice. Yeah. So um, the point is, is that. If she's an all stars, I there's it depends on who's it, if they don't film it this summer and then they film it in another summer. We have season ten to come, and who's going to win that? Who's not going to win that? So let's say you take eight and nine of seasons eight and nine. Does anyone deserve it more than Valentina? Kim Chi. 
Let's let's assume Shay is the winner of this season. Okay, I was going to ask you that question now that we firmed up the people. Um, is there anybody eight or nine that deserves deserves a true chance at an All Stars crown? So that's what you're asking me. Yeah, I think Kim Chi has some. I th- I, th- I think that I think the t- the well Bob obviously. One, I, I like Chi Chi. I always love Chi Chi Devane. I don't know that she would win the crown, but she would be a good contender for All Stars. Does Acid Betty deserve a shot at All Stars? No. Oh, really? No. You all loved Acid Betty. I was never a big Acid Betty fan. She had she had an interesting look, but she was definitely a look queen. And I, I that's the only thing I remember about her. Other queens that were look queens, even like Miss Fame. I remember some of the stuff with Miss Fame that that beyond just the looks would not Acid Betty. She's just kind of had the crazy hair and the fish gills. Um, any other thoughts on Valentina? Like, what any did you take away? This this was even though I knew it was coming, it was very hard for me because I do feel the only other person I could think of right now is Katya and maybe Latrice Royale. Those are the three that I can actually think of who like fuck they should have been in the top three. Yeah, you know. And uh, so, because even Willem, I don't think should have been in the top three. That I think she she was top three material. And oh, she very was popular. clearly top three material. Absolutely. I mean, you knew that from week one. You knew she was going to be in top three. So Valentina, Valentina, yeah, yeah. So it it it's it. What, so I've never actually understood. Maybe you can explain to me. I there is, you know, the vast majority of people especially in the general public, love Valentina, okay? There are a lot of Redditors, though, who cannot stand Valentina. Do, can you tell me why? I don't get it. I've never been... And I'm not saying this as a a person who stands for Valentina. I've really tried to be objective. But what I'm saying is I've never totally understood the Valentina criticism. And, you know, Detox has come after her. And um, even Detox has walked it back a little bit. Recently, well, okay. I think she got a lot of hate, but yeah. But if I remember from our Meet the Queens episode, I liked her and you didn't. Uh-huh. So I guess what is it about Valentina that you d- – because I remember thinking she seemed very – if I remember correctly from that episode, she seemed very well-versed in drag history. She seemed like somebody who had her head on her shoulders. And for, as being as young as she is, I appreciated that. And I thought I remembered I, I I don't remember exactly, but I remember you thinking that you thought there was something phony about her. Well, I think that there's a Valentina character, and then there's a Valentina person. There's James, you know. So there's James and there's Valentina, and I actually don't really like the persona of Valentina. I think she's stunning to look at, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is I don't like as much as I like Valentina. I don't like the val- the the Meet the Queens look. Her look at Meet the Queens, I'm not a big fan of that, like, Barbie doll look. I've never had been. Orangey, you know, hair. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of that look in general. But the looks that she brought on the show, I have been consistently a big fan of. And also, once I got to know James, the persona, this reminds me a lot of Katya as well. Even though I like... Valentina's drag persona more than I like Katya's drag persona. Um, I always liked Brian. I've never had a problem with Brian. But yeah. I've, I've never been a big fan of Katya, believe it or not. 
Um, so in this case, it's the same thing. I was a huge fan of James. I feel like James totally got the show and knew how to work the show and knew how to work the confessionals and gave great confessionals. I felt she was very professional in the workroom, but not boring. She gave personality. She was, you always looked at her. Yeah, but which which leads me back to our question of why would you then completely just throw it all away this week between the challenge and, and not knowing the lip sync and everything else? It just seems it it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I don't understand it either. That's what that's what's weird about this episode. It's super. It doesn't make sense too because the one thing you would think that you would do is get the lip syncs down because they get a little iPod shuffle. It looks like they get a little iPod, a little iPod mini that has all the songs. Right. Okay. And it also has all of RuPaul's songs too, which makes no sense, <laughs> but it has all of RuPaul's music, her entire catalog, but it also has all the songs that are going to be on the show. And these girls, when they're not being filmed, they are alone in a hotel room. All right. you have is time to learn these songs and practice. I would imagine all you have time to do is analog masturbation and practicing your lip syncs. Yeah. What That's else can that. you do? You, you just described a random Thursday night after Babalu goes to bed here. <laughs> so, yeah, like, how, how did that not happen? Yeah. And I, I, I just I, think... She just never thought she was going to be in the bottom two. She forgot that it's a television show. She thought it was a competition. So I think wisely, she bet that Alexis would be in the bottom two. And I think mm-hmm. wisely, because if you're looking at it from a competition standpoint, yeah, it should have been Alexis and Nina. But she forgot it was a television show. And ultimately, that's what led to her downfall. Do you really think it should have been Alexis? If if you're looking at this objectively, yes. Like, a, 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 a Alexis's runway look was horrible, right? Yeah. And she was forgettable in the challenge. Nina and Valentina's challenge was horrible, but the look, the look was good, but it didn't. It wasn't a club kid look, right? You okay? And you read that you said this in the script too, as far as her runway look that while beautiful didn't meet the challenge criteria. I did not like Valentina's look at oh, all. Oh, really? No, I didn't like anything about it. I thought that her silhouette was horrible for her. For hers having such a cute boy slash girl body, like we saw in the Madonna challenge, where she had that big weird padded hips and then the belt that seemed too high, so it just showed off this weird gun area i i don't think that she looked she she didn't look the part at all and it was unflattering now you've also got you've got alexis's look from the waist down but at least there was that striking there was something interesting about alexis from the from the neck up that gave you something interesting to look at whereas valentina was it was just kind of boring it was it was just it was just sort of boring, and I understand that there was a kind of like the Mexican piece to it, the, with the or not the Mexican, but the, the Spanish influence. But I also feel like we've kind of seen that from her before. Well, we can discuss that in the looks. Oh, okay. Does that mean we're moving on to the looks now? <laughs> well, I think we've we've we we've done Valentina, haven't we? Okay. Yeah, I think I think we beat that to death. 
So, all right, well, let's go through the looks for the week. First up, we have RuPaul, who is wearing some one-sleeved tiger neon thing. I don't, I don't know. What, what do you think about this look, Joe? It's super horrible. I, I don't. I hate that dress. I hate that dress. And you know what's so funny about that dress is, I think what the brilliant thing about that dress is is it that black line or black part of it on the on the side on the right side mm-hmm. is meant to slim the body. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives an illusion of the body being slimmer than it is. But she pads. Yeah. Like why Why would she want to make herself look slimmer? She pads. The padding is way off this episode, too. She seems like she's got those crazy, like, shelf hips that uh, just, it's not, it, it, again, it ages her. She looks older. So I'm assuming you're giving this one a boot? Well, her makeup's great. I will say the makeup seems to be close to back to normal. Not quite Matthew territory, but mm-hmm. it's better than it has been. And, you know, she's talked about in the past that the wigs have a theme every season. And I just don't like the wigs this season. It's just awful. Well, they all seem platinum white. She hasn't really strayed from that too much, has she? No. Okay. I hate so the wig. I'm gonna give it a boot. Boot. Okay. Yeah, I give that. I give it. I give it a look a boot too. So next up is Sasha Velour wearing Marcel Marceau realness <laughs> in a in a clown a clown outfit. Joe, what do you think about this look? Well, I think in terms of the challenge, I think she really, really met sort of the club kid. Uh, based on what I know about Club Kid Challenge, and I think she did a really good job. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, I would agree. I would give it a two as well. I think that it definitely fits that criteria while being glamorous and artistic. Yeah. So next up is Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee was inspired by Lee Bowery wearing a face mask with pearls around the mouth and a crown. And I can't tell if that leotard has a... Is that's a belt that is a... Lip, uh, lips and teeth, or if that's part of it. But what do you think about this look? Again, it's. I'm not a big fan of like shocking looks like this, but in terms of like a club kid look, I think uh, it, it really does meet the challenge. I mean, she she hot glue gunned stuff to her face. Yeah. If you see the original Lee Bowery uh, piece that she's sort of paying an homage to, it looks almost exactly like it. I mean, I think she did a great job. I think she brought it. It's fantastic. I do agree, and there's been a complaint on the internet, that she brings the same silhouette every single time, mm-hmm. and that's getting old. But uh, other than that, though, I think it's a fierce look. I think it's great. Okay. Um, as far as me... Two. Decri- as far as meeting the criteria for the challenge, I think she did that. I do not like this look at all. I would give it a boot. Oh, really? Uh, it looks very Burger King inspired to me. I, just the colors of it remind me of, of Burger King back in the 70s and early 80s. With oh, the I browns think it and golds and reds. Of, of the movie Return to Oz. Remember that piece of shit movie? With Feruza Balk? Yeah. Okay. She looks like I, she'd be a character in that. Okay. Well, either way, I, d- I don't like it. I did like the one, the one eyelash, the big, huge eyelashes, though. I did I did think that was a cool one. Remember Return to Oz, Taylor? No. I, re- I remember the movie, because I remember isn't it, Dorothy has electroshock therapy in it or something. Oh, does she? Yeah, I think that's the whole thing, is when she comes back from Oz, she goes into a, into a sanitarium. Oh, I barely remember I was a kid. But how did yeah. you know Feruza Balk was in it? Uh, because I am filled with stupid information like that. It's a horrible movie. Remember the little robot named TikTok or something like that? Yeah. 
and there was a there was a tiger instead of a lion and something. It was like just enough that it wasn't the the three the lion the tiger or the lion. The oh, spirit. is that, that what man. they were trying to do? That was always my thought that it wasn't necessarily a tick man. Tick tock. It wasn't a tick tock. It wasn't a tin man. It was a clockwork man. And there was a tiger. I thought instead of a lion. And then I forget there was something other than a scarecrow in it. Hmm. So, because they were all busy running Oz at that point or something, right? For a movie yeah. I've never seen, I sure he- know a hell of a lot about this movie. Yeah. But, all right. Speaking of scary things, Nina Bonina Brown in a uh, with a skull face and some painting on her chest that she did not have the padding on this time. So that was impressive. And a little, like, tutu and gloves <laughs> i couldn't remember the word gloves what they meant but joe what are your thoughts about this look it's horrible it's frightening i was frightened by it and uh i didn't like it she didn't finish like, yeah much like alexis michelle the top half is super elaborate and then the bottom half just seems like meh yeah and just seems sort of half fast slapped together Boot. if she if she had done something different with her chest area I would not necessarily the padding, not necessarily the chest plate, but something else other than this weird drawing that she did. I think it would have gone a lot further and that it meets the criteria for for Club Kid. But uh, yeah, the, the whole thing from the neck up. I mean, it's amazing makeup this week on her in particular. You you no. don't see her at all in that makeup. And it's not like where she did the peach where you could see like where you could see the the kinks in the chain and the armor sort of thing. It's it's a beautiful makeup thing. But this also isn't the place for that. This I feel like she should be on one of these makeup shows on Sci-Fi Network or something at this point. Yeah. Not not doing Drag Race. So Skin so, Wars. Skin Wars, yeah. Is it RuPaul Wars on or, that show? Ru- Skin Wars? Uh she might be, yeah. Well maybe she'll end up maybe she'll end up on one of those seasons. And she could be paranoid over there. All right, I'm back. Okay. Isn't it amazing how time has passed? And yet it seems to the listener that no time has passed at all. <laughs> I went to go blow my nose, everybody. And I also peed, if everyone wants to know that. Oh, well, good. But, I was wondering what was taking you so long. I'm like, God, yeah. how much snot does he have in his nose? Yeah, no, no. I also, I'm like, you know what? I might as well urinate. And, um, but now notice that I blew my nose. And energy's back. All right. Yeah. Who's well, that's next? good. That energy will help you for the next four hours of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so next up is Valentina, who we we talked about earlier, but is wearing a red, it almost feels like Matador-inspired outfit with a unfortunate red chainmail mask over her nose and mouth. So and you said you liked this look, and I said I didn't. I like the look. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like the look, I think. But look, I do think, though, it does not match Club Kid. It is not a Club Kid look. Maybe kind of with the mask, but that's stretching it. And, and I think it was Michelle, again, who I agree with, who said it was a little too um, high fashion. Yeah. A little too couture. And um, not the challenge. But I do like it. I like the cape. I like everything. Okay. Toot. All right. And I give it a boot. So next up, we have Trinity Taylor who is wearing a crazy geometric print bodysuit with blue, looks like rubber balls attached to various parts of her body and a purple wig. With and, and in the runway look, she has on a face mask, but she took her face mask off when standing for deliberation. So what are your thoughts on this look? 
I think I feel about this look the way you felt about Shay's look. And it got a lot of praise, which is what I mean is it fits the criteria to a T. It's very club kid. I just don't like it. It, it I find it revolting, actually. So it's a big boot for me. But uh, I, but she did meet the criteria. I don't think she should have been in the bottom two or anything like that. I just don't like it. Okay, and I, I'm the opposite. I loved this look. I think the 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 use of the balls is what really kind of put it over the top for me, because it kind of makes her look almost like she's she she kind of almost looks like a virus or something. She just looks like she she just looks like disease and infection. And I'm saying, yeah, why would I mean, you want to look like a disease and infection? Well, because that's what cl- club kids are supposed to be shocking and horrific and and monsters and all that kind of stuff. So in that mm-hmm. regard, I feel like she definitely meets the criteria. And if she didn't have those appendages, it would have been very boring. But I think that took it. Those all of those things glued on are what took the look to the next level. Plus the crazy makeup with the yellow and the blue lips and everything is really, really well done. Talk about somebody that gets the award for most surprising this season. For as much as I trash Trinity Taylor during Meet the Queens, she's somebody that I'm really, really enjoying watching her progression over the course of the season. So next up, we have Peppermint. And okay, and I'm gonna let so, I'm gonna let you in on something. It never occurred to me that Peppermint was wearing a Peppermint-inspired outfit until after the episode was over. And like, even though Noah Galvin said it, or when, he, when, or when he said it on the thing, that's what I meant. When she was yeah. walking down the runway, and when I've seen the trailers or for the commercial for it, it never occurred to me that Peppermint was wearing something that was inspired by Peppermint. But she is in a Peppermint outfit with big, huge shoulder pads and holding a big lollipop. And what what are your thoughts? Like I said at the at the top of the show, it's one of the fiercest looks, in my opinion, to be on this show. I love it. It took my breath away almost the same way. Like when remember when Courtney acted that thing and the wings came out? Yes, I remember that happened. I was just like, you know, like it, it was sort of like that. I think it was an amazing, amazing look. And again, overshadowed by other events on this uh, show. But I thought it was a fantastic look. In fact, it didn't get that much praise on the runway on the main stage either, did it? No. I was like, I was like, man, that's fine. I think it's so cool. A big, big, big toot for me. What about you, yeah, Taylor? Toot, definite toot. Probably my favorite look of the night, and it, it, met, it met the criteria. And it was, it was beautiful. It's something that you couldn't stop looking at it whenever they had, whenever they would pan across everybody. Which, interestingly, though, if you watch Untucked, when they all go walking back to the the main stage, when they mm-hmm. say, "Okay, five minutes, we need everybody back out." One, Peppermint is not wearing the, the the dress. She's in a bathrobe. And also, when the last person leaves the workroom, the skirt and I think the, 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 the stick that she's got are sitting behind after everybody's left. But is she wearing it on the lip sync? I, they never seem to show her. They always seem like, or actually, that's not true. They show her once at the very end. But I, I, so I, is that something where they filmed them all leaving and then she came back in, got dressed, and then left again? Maybe someone brought it. I don't know, I don't know. But it was, it was a very interesting. I, I noticed it right away, even in black and white, because it's that weird, like wire hula hoop looking thing, and it's sitting right by the door with the with the stripes. So something, one of those little Easter eggs to look for if you got decide to go back and watch Untucked another time. Mm-hmm. So. So finally, we have Alexis Michelle in a sheer bodysuit, 
with a corset, and then she has some amazing kind of Blade Runner-inspired makeup with a skunk wig and bright neon lips. And those stupid fingernails that Joe hates. <laughs> yeah. Again, neck up, she looks fantastic. Yeah. I wish... You know what's so funny is... Well, no, never mind. But if the outfit would have matched the the criteria better, I think it would have been one of the tops. Because the makeup's so good. Yeah. I love the lips. I love the way the lips match the eyes with that neon acid green, that yellowy green color. I think that's really great. And I think if she had incorporated that color into this bodysuit in some way and kind of made it a more cohesive look, I don't think she would have gotten as red as much for the, the cat suit. So, which, is that cat suit completely sheer or is that where there's like a nude? Because, I mean, it looked like it was her ass hanging out the back of it. Wasn't that her nipple right there? Well, she had weird, like... Uh, like so, like metallic. There's something metallic over the nipples. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Your All questions right. are too hard for me. Oh yeah, they I, are metallic. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, hmm. I and guess also, we'll where know. do all the rolls go? Is the corset really like where? Do, I mean, they have to go somewhere. You could when she was walking, you could see definitely like she had she had some back rolls, back rolls. I mean, there was definitely some parts of her that were kind of spilling over the corset and the cat suit. Not terribly, but you know, chubby boys like me, we watch out for things like that in other chubby boys. So I was I was definitely looking for that. Hmm. So, well, that's our looks for the week. Yay! Yay! I'm All really right. trying to think that we covered everything before we go into the emails. I th- I think we kind of did. I feel like we really sort of beat a lot of stuff to death. I mean, we didn't really go into Nina as much, but I think that we have gone over Nina and her paranoia pretty much throughout the throughout the season so far. Okay. I just sort of feel like there was so much more to say about the Valentine thing. Maybe we beat the Valentine thing to death. I don't know. I'm well, sure I'll, I'll listen back and I'll be like, oh, we didn't say this. Well, okay. Do you want to talk about Untucked at all? What about it? Her on Untucked. That the moment after she walked off the stage. She and cried. Kind of, and, and cried for four, four minutes Look, on video. I'm a Latino. And so to me, that's just called uh, also like any sort of disappointment, whether it be like uh, – uh, I found out that the real O'Neill was canceled. You know, that, someone was pointing out that the curse of RuPaul, because, you know, this Ross Matthews was on this show called, like, Ac- not Access Hollywood, but like Hollywood Talk Live Hollywood or Today or something, yeah. Yeah, and that was canceled. And then Noah Galvin's on the real O'Neill's canceled. Mm-hmm. He was funny looking to me. Did, did you find him funny looking? He looks like every little awkward gay boy to me. <laughs> You know, we all, we all, you look back at friends that you had back when you were in, in high school and college that hadn't really grown into their faces yet. And that's just what he, he looks like to me. All right. So we got some emails this week. Let's burn through these emails. Our first email of the, of the week is from Ginny. And she writes, hi, guys. I've been wondering about this since the show began. Peppermint is apparently an out transgender female identifying contestant. How do you feel about her butching it up during the workroom appearances and in the confessionals? I'm sure in her day-to-day life, she dresses and appears female. However, on the show, they clearly make her appear male. I'm a little bothered by it, but then again, I've been called a snowflake more often than I care to mention. 
Thank you, Taylor, for bringing me over to this show for the last couple of seasons. My 19-year-old and I are diehard RDR fans, and I've been a pot as my favorite fan <laughs> from way back. <laughs> Love you guys. Sorry. Um, okay, I'd like to address this. I have a couple of clients that I work with that are transgender or in the process of transitioning, that kind of stuff. And I think that what our perception of male versus female is doesn't necessarily match up with what Peppermint's is. Um, I, I, it reminds me of a conversation I had with a client of mine who's recently tr- uh, transitioned into where she has had her name legally changed. And I knew her when she was her her male identity and now she's female identity and she's talked about how much work she didn't realize just how much work it is to be a woman in that feeling like you know you have to put on makeup and you have to dress dress the part so to speak and all and all the things that go along with being a woman she always kind of saw it as just that she leads this glamorous life kind of thing or that she was always just going to be like you know super pretty and that kind of stuff and when she has things where she's in her house where she tries to wear something feminine, she doesn't necessarily always worry about it. And she'll throw on a pair of basketball shorts and a t-shirt. And even though she still feels as though she is female or identifies as female, the look doesn't necessarily match the part. So I think that that's what we're seeing with Peppermint. If Peppermint's running around constantly and doing stuff, you know, she may not necessarily want to be where she's in full makeup or she's wearing women's clothing, that kind of stuff when she's not performing so that may be why we're seeing her the way that she she is on the show. Joe, what are your thoughts? This has come up before on uh, Reddit. And, you know, Ginny calls herself a, f- a snowflake, but she wants to see snowflakes go on Reddit. Where people get super offended. People even ask that question. And they say, you know, don't try and define someone's gender by their clothes. You know, she can be whatever she says she is, blah, blah, blah. Which is essentially a mean version of what you just said. But, you know, it, as, as you addressed... uh earlier today in this episode we actually see her walking around with a towel covering her breasts so and, and as i've seen it before peppermint has um breast implants yeah she has female breasts and so uh so she she covers them up a way a woman would walking around a workroom um so uh that's why i always thought it was weird that they were like shocked that she was transgender when she clearly she has female breasts and she covers them up and so um, it doesn't bother me the clothes she wears. Yeah, ultimately you know? it's her journey, and if she wants to, if she wants to dress however she wants to dress, that's that's fine. So our second email is from Stephen, and he writes, "Guys, who was that woman guest judge this week?" It's a rhetorical question, but I'm still asking myself that and refusing to Google it. I can tell you she's a QVC hostess, which was an odd. It, uh, whatever, but that, that's what she does. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk with you about spoilers <laughs> and Squarespace. The way I said that, I feel like I said it like RuPaul, the way he says that. Um, I'm not so much as saying you shouldn't share them because I love all your deep track behind the scenes info. I just think I'm going to have to fast forward through them in the future. This episode hit me on how the spoilers made this week so much less interesting for me. Maybe it was because I assumed that you, via Reddit, were right, and Valentina went home, that it must be for drama for the show. Though I wonder if maybe it's because the season is just so flat, I just needed what little thrill this season has to offer. Thank you all for your research on the show. That wasn't a complaint, just sharing how you ruined the show for me. Ha ha kidding. Starling. 
So I would like for you to address this uh, as you are our Reddit queen on this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts about what Stephen was saying? I think we got a Twitter message about this or an email or I got or Facebook message. Something someone said the same thing uh, that uh, they were kind of bummed that I spoiled it for them. I don't remember. If, I, I remember I've talked about this at length on the Gold Bar. So in the Gold Bar, what happens? The way it works is I ask everyone in the chat room to vote to know if they want to um, not hear the spoiler, and so they all vote. And with the exception of one case, they're usually unanimous. And then what we've done is, and I set a timer, mm-hmm. and I say, come back in like two minutes. And that person logs out and comes back in two minutes. I, I say, I'm putting on a timer. Two minutes, we're going to be done. So we've been very careful on the gold bar. Do you remember if we've talked about it on this show specifically? We have made comments about Valentina going home at some point, And I knew... I, I knew, obviously, I knew about the thing about the mask. That's why when she came out of the mask, I was like, oh, this is probably really going to happen. But you had said that there were a couple of variations on how that went. One yeah. where she refused to take the mask off. One of where she didn't have any makeup on at all under. She had makeup. So I was pleasantly surprised that she had on lipstick. I thought that was going to be the issue. Um, so I knew about it. But you and I talk so much now. I don't know if you had told me that off air or if we had talked about it on the show. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Ultimately, from what I know, the vast majority of the people who listen to this show want to hear this. And I feel I really try, and I'll try harder, to give warnings when we're going to give spoilers. And yeah, if you don't want to hear it, I highly encourage you skip ahead. I mean, that's the beauty of a podcast is you can skip ahead. Uh, yeah. 15 seconds, 30 seconds, depending on your app. And I'll try harder to give ample warning Maybe I'll come up with like some sort of drop that we can press, you know, that we're going to do a spoiler. But um, but I think, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about the show over the past few weeks and what differentiates our show from other shows. And I really think that one of the th- that our show is for people who don't go on Reddit, but want someone to curate Reddit for them, you know, and also other things, too, that they like about the show. But. I think a lot of our audience are people who, like, they want to know what Reddit's saying, they want to know what's happening on Reddit, but they don't necessarily want to go be the ones to dig it out. And so they're happy to have me curate for them and then tell them the important things that they need to know um, from Reddit. Um, this was, But here's the deal, guys. If you did, on this particular spoiler, and this was a thing that came up on Reddit, this was a tough one to avoid. It, it, it was a controversy on Reddit as well because... It was so widespread that it was hard to avoid if you went anywhere near uh, any kind of forum for RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, if you're one of the people that don't go on a forum for RuPaul's Drag Race, unfortunately, I think we probably – when I say we, I mean I probably hinted enough that I gave it away. It didn't personally ruin the experience for me, but I could see how it did, and we'll, tr- we'll try harder in the future. It was um, – it was it was also tough to know when we heard it how it would play out because you have to understand something. We didn't know if it would be true or not because last year, remember, Acid Betty was supposed to refuse to lip sync. She was just going to stand there and do nothing. Uh, and there was another case where people said Bianca was going to do something 
crazy. I think he got injured or something. So there's all. Yeah. It, it seems to be every season there's some sort of false rumor. So this one seemed like it could be as well. I don't know. Okay. Well, I have a question. The the rumors that you had heard that where you got this notification or whatever this spoiler. Yeah. You had said came from a specific Reddit post. That everything mm. that person has said has come true on this season. Everything that person has said has come true so far this season. Okay, so I have a question. Are there any, and I don't necessarily want to know them, but are there any things left on that list that haven't happened yet? The only thing left on that list is who goes home and when. Okay. And against whom. Okay. So, like, who the bottom two are for every episode. Okay. Uh. Now, I have heard... There's no spoilers here. This is not a spoiler alert. Fifi O'Hara on Twitter has intimated that there is another dramatic event that's supposed to happen that no one has touched on. That no, She's been surprised that no one has talked about it. So, supposedly... And I really have zero clue. Um, our guest, Larry Flick has heard rumors, and he has a rumor of what he thinks it is. He has an idea of what he thinks it is. Um, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but other than that, I I don't know. I don't know. According to Fifi O'Hara, there's some other giant shooter drop that we have not seen yet. That's the only thing I know. All right. Other than knowing who goes home and when. Okay. According to this person who's been right the entire season. Okay. Finally, we heard from Dominic, who writes, I look forward to hear, I look, I, I'm, holy shit. Are you okay, Taylor? <laughs> Shut up. I'm looking forward to hearing your, oh my God. Okay. I'm looking forward stop, to Stop, stop, stop. Taylor. <laughs> I need you to take off that mask. <laughs> I'd like to keep it on, please. This is an email section. What part of that didn't you understand? Can I read Dominic's email now? You know, Taylor, I thought you had the stuff to go all the way. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. and <laughs> I just want to hide. I just want to disappear. Um, so Dominic writes, I'm looking forward to hearing your podcast on yesterday's episode. What an ending to Valentina's run on the show. It was heartbreaking to watch, and I'm sure everyone agrees that it was very intense. I've seen Untucked already, and I'll try to keep this as vague as possible, but I appreciate the way that it shows the Queen's reflection on their own performances. Good moments. I wonder what you and Taylor think of Valentina's behavior before the lip sync, whether you think what was shown on Untucked was representative. Just what the fuck happened? Anyway, I hope that you will continue to make us listeners think and laugh for a long time to come. Best regards, Dominic. So we we talked about this a little bit, but w- what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Valentina just kind of because I talked about it with the with the not lip syncing and just kind of where at one point you know if anything they focused on one point where Alexis said okay well we should all st- start practicing or we should all start listening to the music and she just kind of sat there. I'll tell you exactly what it is. She's a fucking cute ass boy. (laughs) And there are a lot of silly homosexuals like me who she just has to bat her eyes and whimper and cry and they let her have her way. 
And I think she thought if she, especially thought she had the currency, that if she just bat her eyes and, you know, asked and been, and was cute, that RuPaul would for some reason let her keep the mask on? I don't know. It was very, that's the only explanation I can think of. Here's another little rumor that I've heard. I've heard that they taped the lip sync multiple times, not just twice. They taped it multiple times and that it was very apparent the producers really wanted Valentina to do well. And no matter what they did, she could not fucking bring it. I'm hearing three or four times they did the lip sync. How is that fair? I mean, and um, I, I, I know that's stupid to ask that about a reality show, but I mean, that that if that is true, that makes me angry for Nina. Because I will say this, as much as she was just, as Valentina was standing off at the corner, Nina was bringing it as far as the lip sync goes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I don't, ahead, I don't disagree with you. And so I think Valentina just thought she could skate by on pretty. You know, that she could just, she's Valentina. She started to believe the hype. You know, she started to believe she was perfect and beautiful. She was a model. She looked like Linda Evangelista. You're perfect. You know, oh, Valentina, did you stone those tights? Oh, look at her. She's smiling. Valentina, your smile is beautiful. I think she believed it. And I think she thought that she could just get her way. And she didn't. She didn't. At least not now. Yeah, I, it, it still confounds me. I, I don't think we'll ever... I, I, you know, there was an LA Weekly interview with her where they, 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 they actually asked some very... Not tough questions, but they asked questions I probably would have asked of her anyway. And, and she just gives very vague answers. I think... But in, in a very humble way that she just fucked up. And yeah. she doesn't know why. And that she realizes her fault. She doesn't blame anybody else. She blames herself. But... She just, at the end of the day, she wasn't prepared. Like me, you and I both agree. Why is it this episode she's not prepared? I don't know. I don't know. That's the real puzzle. How is someone who was so put together? Like, Pheromone makes sense. Yeah. Valentina's been on it this entire season. What happened? I don't know. She surprised think- us in certain ways, you know, things like Snatch Game and stuff, things that you did not expect her to be as good as she was. She has done it. So to have this drop off, it it it's it boggles the mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. It makes no sense. Well, I guess we'll never know unless it's brought we'll up at the know. finale. Because, you know, oh. that they're going to talk to her at the finale. Oh, yeah, you have to talk to every single queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I plan on going to the finale. And I'm going to bring, actually, my audio recorder with me. I, one of the things I'm fascinated with, and hopefully I'll be able to capture, is when they show the finale, and I think they do this for a variety of reasons. One of the things that you cannot capture on television mm-hmm. is... The deafening applause that some queens get. Okay? And okay. so, going back to Katya, on season seven, when Katya comes out, like, the theater is shaking. People are losing their fucking mind. But if you watch the finale, it just seems she's getting the same applause that everybody gets. Yeah, they level it out. 
they level out the applause so that um, Candy Ho got the same level of applause as Tempest Du Jour, you know, and as they they do have it at the top three get a little louder applause, but anyone below top three they all get the same applause, okay. So with RuPaul and with um. Valent- RuPaul every single time the house just shakes. Everyone's yeah. going crazy when RuPaul comes out. They show them the show, but then they cut it. it. It usually lasts a very long time. It's very impressive. Like my hands are tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to take it because I'm ga- telling you when Valentina comes out. So you're going to hear like, well, the, the, unfortunately, the three queens up until Valentina are very popular. So it's going to be Cynthia Lee Fontaine. It's going to be like. And then it's going to get to Aja. It's going to be loud, right? And then Pheromone's going to have a lot of applause. And then Valentina, it's going to bring the fucking house down. It's going to bring the fucking house down with Valentina. Much like with Katya. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to try and bring my recorder so we can we can actually hear that. You can hear it in person. What were they talking about right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, I'm sick. Always keep that in mind. We were, we were talking about the lip sync again. We were really kind of talking about the the, and I, I made a reference to her explaining why she why she was the way she was, why there was that drop off, and then talking about it in the finale. That's, you know, in that interview with Ellie Weekly, she she did never said she wants to be the RuPaul for Latin America, but she said she wants to be like the Queen of Latin America. I think she could do it. That I don't think there's anything stopping her. She's super, super popular. This has actually been a controversy in, you know, first of all, you always see these dummies on Reddit. It's always kind of funny. You always see the dummies on Reddit who are like, like when Valentina was eliminated, like, really? We can't have a fucking Latina win for once? And everyone's been like, uh, Bianca Del Rio won. I guess Violet Chachki's half Ecuadorian or something. Really? Chilean. Yeah, she's half Latina. And you know who else is strangely half Latina as well? Tyra Sanchez? Yeah, I, I guess no she's, idea. she's half Latina as well. So, um, yeah, so you have, you, you have, like, I always feel Latinos are actually overly represented on Drag Race in terms of their popularity. Um, but particularly, you know, it doesn't seem the Puerto Rican queens tend to be very popular. I don't know why they keep going to that well, but any of your, like, Chicana, Mexican American, or other queens like Bianca Del Rio, Adore Delano, um, I guess Violet Chachki. You can have your. Um, there's a few others too. That well, I'm not Yara Sophia of. was popular, but she's Puerto Rican. Oh, are you talking? Yeah, but but, La- but Latinas do really really well on that show. But the but but what I was gonna say is, there's something different about Valentina. I'll tell you what. If someone put it very eloquently, someone who's not Mexican actually, which is. When you live in South America or Central America and obviously Mexico, a lot of the entertainment that comes to Latin America comes out of Mexico. All right. So there's a very Mexican aesthetic that's pervasive in Latin American culture that you haven't seen on the show. Bianca Del Rio, Adore, and and Adore is Mexican-American, you know. And so, and so, by the way, so is Valentina. Yeah. But, um, but they present a very American culture. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas Valentina is clearly bringing Mexican culture 
to the show, which before the prevalent Latino influence was Puerto Rican, which is its own different culture, and yeah. that the, the rest of Latin America really can't relate to as much. Same thing with Cubans, you know? They mm-hmm. have their own separate culture that's separate from the rest of Latin America. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. It's kind of the way um, the culture of the United States is pervasive around the world, you know? Yeah. And so people were very, very proud of Valentina because not that because she comes from their country. She doesn't come from Peru or Brazil or anything, but she represents their aesthetic and their culture and the way of looking at the world, the way that's never been represented on the show before. So the fact, have you ever seen video of uh, the Queens when they go to like Peru or Brazil? Have you ever seen this? No. Oh my God. This show is so popular in Latin America. It's next level, Taylor. I've never seen responses like this anywhere to any of the drag queens. That's why they love it so much. That's why, I mean, Alaska, I think, had a song about Brazil. Is it Alaska? And I think a lot of them give a lot of love to Latin America because they are just so, I mean, like, you should see this video of, like, Alyssa. She's just like, mom, like a superstar. Like, you've never seen it. And so now, Valentina? Oh, my God. Now she's one of them. She speaks their language and she's fucking fierce like the rest of them. And she she understands their culture and she's bringing it. Because she yeah. also speaks Portuguese, a strange day to find out. And so she can actually even communicate with the Brazilians. So I think her desire to be like the, the, Latin, the Latin American RuPaul, I think it's totally viable. And I'm trying not to stand for her. I'm looking at this from a business manager agent perspective. I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the realm. Have you seen the reaction to Valentina when she's going around? It's insane. I've seen one or two of her videos, her lip sync videos, and she's I mean, she seems to be really loved. Yeah. So and that's here. <laughs> so yeah, I, I she wants to be on like Univision, which by the way has studios here in Los Angeles. She wouldn't have to go anywhere. And she wants to be like a television hostess. She could probably be the host of RuPaul's Drag Race Latin America. You know, and it's probably what her ultimate goal is. You should. I recommend everyone read the LA Weekly interview. I'll try okay. and post it in the Facebook. page. I was going to say, could you post a link to it on our Facebook page? Sure, can Taylor Latte Boy. All right. Well, we also want to thank Aaron and Valerie for their emails this week. So that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. So for Joe Patance and myself, Fifi, I tried to hug you. <laughs> Oh, what's the rest of that line? It's 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 okay. We learn we learn from this, and we have opportunities for growth. And Fifi O'Hara, jump in a car, <laughs> jump out. <laughs> she doesn't say jump out though. Maybe not that part. You're right. She says jump in a car. No, she says jump in a car, and then Detox Scream laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Alyssa, so- I said I felt. <laughs> See, everybody said you were that girl, and I and now I know you are that girl. Wanna share your thoughts about drag race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Help the show out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really works. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com. 
Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor and on Twitter at PIMC Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at cupodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at JoeBatance or on Twitter at JoeBatance. If, for some reason, you would like to know what I'm eating, you can also follow my food Instagram at HungryChola. Fifi, I tried to hug you, though. You know what? It's always okay to make mistakes and just know that you can always grow from them. It's never the end. You can always start over. Love you all. Fifi O'Hara. Jump in a car. Okay, well, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Taylor, do you remember yesterday when we were texting? Yeah. And um, I, I need you to understand something. Um, for everyone, ta- I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do the show today. And I was going to maybe just have Taylor and Larry Flick talk today. Okay? So I was giving Taylor updates about how I was feeling. Okay. And um, so what I've decided to do, I've decided to take that exchange and turn it into our own pilot. Okay? So, Taylor, I'm going to play Joe. Okay. And you're going to play Taylor. Okay. Okay. Do you have that text message up, that text message chain? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Okay. Here we go. And, all right, here we go. I'm going to tell you something. As of right now, it's not looking good. For taping? No. For Donald Trump. He's in a lot of hot water. (laughs) Thanks, Dorothy.